In a market like this, sometimes you need to think outside the square to get your foot in the real estate door. Rarely do you hear the words wholesale property or property syndicate, but to those who know, they are there waiting for buyers to snap up a bargain to ensure they get a slice of the property pie. And today, we are going to find out all about it. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Copywriters at Real Copyright have a wealth of real estate knowledge and we are here to bring out the best in your property. We find the key selling elements that will get you top dollar for now, bringing out its underlying potential and appeal that will attract your unique buyer. If you are looking for a copywriter who thinks about your buyers, contact us on 5977-889 or check out our website at www.realcopyright.com.au. Frank Valantic is a big name in Melbourne real estate, known for his work on the block, but also known for being a dynamic vendor and buyer's agent, helping people buy their first home or setting up their investment portfolio. To tell us about one part of his unique business, buying property in a property syndicate. So welcome, Frank. How are you today? Very well. Thanks again, Sue, for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be on your show and uh, looking forward to talking about property syndicates, which I've been involved with for about 16 years now. That's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, it's interesting the way it all started. We um, we were buying individual properties for clients and I can remember missing out on a one-bedroom apartment in Eildon Road, St Kilda, and there were about six other bidders there and it didn't have parking. It was unrenovated. It sold for 480000 That was back in 2006 and I thought, this is crazy. It's up against all these other buyers, advocates and first-time buyers and investors and I thought, you know, we're getting smashed every week at auctions and... Um, yeah, I got a call from an agent, Danny Call from Whiting and Co. And he said, oh, Frank, I've got a, a block of six two-bedroom uh, townhouse-style apartments in Jackson Street, St Kilda. Um, the owners want to sell the whole block for $1.8 million, So it's about 300000 each. And these were two bedrooms, two level. Um, and I thought, geez, this is much better value than what I've just missed out on. I was literally walking uh, almost past them. It was literally around the corner. And we ended up going ahead with that uh, purchase that was our first one and uh, we bought them for 300,000 each and they were valued at 450,000 on uh, on settlement and we thought well this is a, a much better way for us to go because we've got enough investors now that we can form syndicates and and buy smarter rather than you know buy retail and pay top dollar yeah well that's that's an amazing journey really like and, and it's something like that that just falls into place um that is the, the brainchild of a, a whole new business, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, I also had my own apartments in Alwood and St Kilda and, you know, you renovate the inside, but then the outside looks like a dog's breakfast and very hard to rent when they don't have great street appeal. And um, I'd get on the owners' corporation committees and try and get them to render and paint and, you know, improve the block and they never would you'd have to get a 75 percent majority so that was the other um the other sort of i suppose the reasoning behind you know trying to buy a whole block of units for a syndicate because you could sort of control the um the, you know, the exterior 
look of the property uh, and, and that's your first impression really and, and you know I just have so many of my investment properties and have a go at the property managers and say how come they're not rented out and they'd say well people just drive past and don't like the look of the building and don't even come in it doesn't matter if you renovate the inside so that's the other um, I suppose reasoning behind buying a whole block of units as, as a syndicate is usually you get like-minded investors that will you know happily invest and, and want to add value to the property versus battling with you know all these other people that you don't know and uh, and you've got to get a 75% majority to get any works done and after you know buying in eight of those blocks that never got anything done uh, I've sold all of them and and I only now would get involved with a syndicate uh, to to sort of buy in a block of units. Sounds good okay so how do people actually find out about property syndicates? Well, yeah, firstly, I mean, you've got to get a group of people that, you know, join forces, uh, you know, they come together to purchase a whole block of units, usually like what, what we do. Um, and we've, we sort of started that strategy, as I said, and we've now done over 200 blocks for syndicates um, in that sort of last 16 years. And we provide our clients with regular email communication of what, you know, upcoming opportunities are coming up um, regarding our sort of what we call our group block opportunities where we buy whole blocks of units. And uh, and that's really how our clients find out about it. We communicate via email. Uh, we communicate via phone and, and, uh, and let them know what we've got coming up. Um, so if you're not involved with, you know, our company, you can contact us and get on a free mailing list and find out about these opportunities where, uh, where you can buy in a syndicate. Yes, I was going to say you need to um, get on that mailing list, otherwise you'll miss out. What happens if you have 15 people interested in a syndicate for a block of 10? You know, who do you choose? The strategy we've worked out with that is uh, we, we set up a ballot. So we'll sort of say to people, um, you know, give us your three top preferences and we try and obviously give everyone a fair and equal chance because if we've got 15 people wanting to buy five units, it's not going to work in the mathematics don't add up so um so we just try and be fair that you know people get three chances to put their top preferences forward we draw them out of a ballot and um and we obviously be fair and and disclose that to all um all of our clients uh if people have missed out on one ballot we try and give them a priority pick in the next one so that you know they're not sitting there waiting for five years to get in in one of our projects uh so um, so we're, that, that's the sort of system that we've set up that, uh, you know, tries to be fair to everyone because if five people want Unit 1 because it's got a nice massive uh, front yard and garden um, and no one wants Number 5, then, it, you know, we can't literally go ahead with that, uh, that project because the, um, the owners of these blocks will only sell the whole block. Uh, they won't sell part of it, so it's important to make it uh, very, very affordable and, and make sure that, you know, each client gets a fair deal. So if, if some people get bigger courtyards, they generally will pay more for them and, and vice versa if they're getting smaller areas or if they're less renovated, then we work out the pricing based on that. Sounds like it's a well-oiled machine. Now, is there a difference between buying properties in a syndicate and buying properties wholesale? Um, there is a a difference, uh, but you know that we'd we'd like to think that you know when we are buying in a in the syndicate that we are getting more wholesale prices. Doesn't always work out that way, and that you know sometimes we miss out on uh, blocks of units that sell. Um, you know, generally they they sell at auction, and uh, we might still have a go at these properties, um, and they sell for a lot more than what we 
would be prepared to pay for them. So, uh, so we get offered a lot of blocks of units, and a lot of them aren't at wholesale prices, and so we let them go through to the keeper, and we don't go ahead with those. But if there's an opportunity there that, um, like recently, we bought a whole block of uh, six uh, units in Tennyson Street, Malvern East. Uh, they were two-bedroom apartments. We paid around five hundred thousand for those, and uh, and you know a number of those properties were renovated and sold for around seven fifty thousand. So that's the type of sort of you know wholesale value that we're looking to um, create. And usually buying properties that we can add value to with renovations, we generally don't like to buy something that's already been renovated, because um, you know buying wholesale and then buying something that you can add value to, you get that double whammy effect of hopefully creating some some better profit and some better equity as well. Sounds good. So how many buyers would usually go into a residential property syndicate? Um, In our syndicates, generally, we're buying in blocks of three to ten units. So there'd be three to ten buyers. Um, Each buyer buys their own individual unit. They get their own strata title. Uh, So it's not a, a managed scheme it's not anything done uh, where you know you're buying shares or um, or buying in a company type arrangement with other buyers um, you still control your own destiny in that you can buy that property renovate it and sell and flip it straight away you can rent it out um, you're not sort of having to be involved with a whole sort of company um, you know company scheme um, one of those shared investment schemes so uh, we like to buy in the smaller blocks uh, because, uh, you know, the, the, they're more boutique. I think they uh, would get better capital growth and better rental demands um, than buying in bigger blocks of, say, 20 to 30, where, you know, you've got obviously more neighbours. Um, often you've got more sort of common property issues. Uh, so, so yeah, our, our ideal is, is generally somewhere between 3 and 10. Uh, in a block um, uh, that's uh, that's a sort of 1970s well-maintained block uh, that just needs some updating. Oh, good. Yeah, so you mentioned before that um, they get their own strata title and all that sort of stuff. So do, are you buying properties on one title or could it be already stratted or what's what's the go on that sort of stuff? Yeah, um, with the property syndicates, they need to be strata titled already. Uh, if you're looking to buy for a, a syndicate of, of buyers. Um, sometimes we buy for one owner, um, one developer slash investor, and then you know they can be on one title because then that person can then, in the future, we can organise for a land surveyor to help them strata title them and subdivide them and potentially sell them off individually or keep some and sell some others off. Uh, but with our model, they need to be strata titled. So um, often, you know, that's the first question we'll ask an agent because um, we are we we get these opportunities from from agents all over Melbourne. Um, we'd ask them, you know, are they individual? individually strata title because if they're not then they're not going to suit our syndicate buying um, they still might suit some of my developers or slash investors so at the moment I've got a number of investors and developers that would look at a whole block of units and potentially buy subdivide them renovate them flip them buy subdivide them and then keep some and and sell some so um, so yeah the, the way the syndicate uh, would work if if you're looking to do individual purchases, you'd have to do a strata title. Um, otherwise, it'd have to be in one of those company um, share managed schemes, and um, you know we don't want to get into those. We're not qualified. Um, you need to you need to have a financial planning um, qualification and 
be involved in in sort of that I suppose it's more a corporate uh, structure than um, than what we get into. So so yeah, it's it's got to be a strata title. Yeah. Yeah. So as company shares, there's there's a lot of those around in um, Campbell and Hawthorne East, aren't there? Yeah. For those liking the sound of this this property syndicate system. What are some of the benefits? Like we've we've obviously touched on the fact that you can make a, a quick profit profit if you want to if you want to renovate it. Um, but what other benefits are there? You should be able to buy it more wholesale prices rather than you know pay that retail price of, as I said that Eildon Road property pay four hundred eighty thousand for a one bedroom versus we were able to buy in Jackson Street a two bedroom uh, with uh, two bathrooms for for only three hundred thousand. The other big one for me was um, being able to add value and, and convert common areas. So often there's uh, a block of units and it's got a front garden and the front garden's not closed off. It's not fenced in and no one really uses it and um, no one gets any real benefit out of it. Um, so what we would generally do is look at ways to convert some of those common garden areas into private courtyards uh, for those uh, ground floor apartments and sometimes be able to ex- create extra car parking. So um, in a block recently in um, Barton Street Reservoir, which we bought many years ago, we were able to create and, and, and put two car parks on uh, on licence agreements for each of the units. So that adds a lot of value when there's two tenants or two owners living there that they've got two car parking spots um, off the street. So um, so there's some um, of the main ones and, and also having the buyers agree to upgrade the building uh, and being on that same page that I said, you know, I, I had eight apartments and to try and convince the owners uh, to do any works, you need a 75% majority, and it never happens. And in the end, I went, no, this is all too hard, sold them, and, and then sort of started this strategy where you get these buyers um, and you sort of pre, pre, I suppose, determine with them, you know, we're going to do these works, are you on the same page? If they're not, then we don't get them involved in the syndicate because uh, we want everyone to be able to, you know, to be involved and, and contribute. Um, so, so, yeah, it's really about, um, as I said, hopefully buying wholesale, being able to add some value and sometimes even, you know, we've converted uh, common laundries to be parts of uh, the you know apartments of you know go with individual units that can be then you know created into another bathroom or a, a study or a home office or a storage area uh, versus you know being a laundry that no one might use so so it's really about yeah as I said um, adding value to the clients that um, you know they can grow their property portfolio faster uh, because they can either you know. Um, sell these properties for profit or they can refinance them they can go back in instead of selling that Malvern East property for 750 they could have refinanced it pulled out you know quite a bit of equity 150 to 200,000 equity and uh, had that as their deposit for another property and that's really how I built my portfolio and how we build a lot of our clients' portfolios as advocates over the last 22 years is, you know, we, we try not to use our own money. We try to use the equity in other properties um, and leverage off that to, to buy other properties. So so that's what can be um, more of a, I call it a fast-track program um, rather than the slow 
um, grind program where you sort of buy something and you hope that the market uh, lifts the property value um, and you've got no way to manipulate that value uh, versus, you know, our strategy where you can hopefully buy wholesale and add value through renovations and those conversions of the, the, the common property areas as well. Well, that all sounds good. So we're going to have a bit of a break and after that we will talk to you about the ins and outs of buying in a property syndicate. So you're listening to Real Estate Right. I'm your host, Sue Langada, and I'm with property guru, because, you know, you are a property guru, (laughs) Frank Valentic from Advantage Property Consulting, talking about property syndicates and how you can confidently buy property with less outlay. So Frank, what type of buyers go into a property syndicate? Is it mum and dad investors? Yeah, generally they are uh, mum and dad investors. They're not as many owner-occupiers. Um, we tend to find that it's more the, our investor database that um, you know wants to get involved with um, buying in these property um, syndicates. Um, we tend to find that you know owner occupiers they might be only interested in certain areas, and you know we might be buying in areas like uh, we're at the moment looking at one out in Kingsbury. Um, we might have owner occupiers that are more interested in buying in Elwood or St Kilda, but we haven't got those opportunities coming up. Um, whereas investors are more, you know, looking at it from a return basis. You know, is it good value? Um, can I sort of create some equity? What sort of rental returns will I get? Um, so we've always tended to find that yeah, we we've got more investors um, getting into our syndicates. I think also with uh, doing works to you know the external. Um, facilities, um, being able to claim them as tax deductions and depreciation has always then favoured investors more, uh, whereas some first-home buyers obviously might not have the capital to put into extra renovations on the outside after they're sort of looking at potentially doing some in- internal renovations as well, and they might already be uh, you know, struggling to, to have the right deposit to buy their first property. Um, so it's it's typically been investors and um, it's simply been, I suppose, investors there that, um, you know, often are looking to, to build a property portfolio. They're not just looking at buying one property and they might sort of want to buy a smaller one here and then buy another smaller one. So, um, so that's why I think it can work really well. A lot of our uh, purchases are between three hundred to 600000 uh, and that's sort of that sweet spot. Um, it's below Melbourne's median unit price of around 680. Um, so often clients can get in and said buy two smaller properties versus, you know, initially um, only being able to afford one property if they're buying that one apartment in Malvern East at the end for 760 versus buying it for 500. And um, you know we've got some one bedroom units we're looking at in Kingsbury at the moment that are probably going to be around 290. So they might be able to come in and buy two and diversify, um, and hopefully then have you know, you know that diversification as well um, rather than you know just buying one property. Some some of them will come in and 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 buy smaller ones and buy two. All good. Now you mentioned before that you buy, like to buy them strata already. So how do you go about dividing the common areas to private areas if it's already been strata? Yeah, uh, very good question, Sue. Uh, that uh, has to happen after settlement. So what we'll usually do is have a bit of a um, 
a proposed plan for how we're going to convert you know, those common areas on the ground floor generally that, you know, can be private courtyards. Um, those owners would generally pay between thirty to 50000 more uh, than the upstairs units because uh, they've got more lands. Um, and then we might have extra car parks that people will pay extra for as well. So we work all that out. Um, and then once the, uh, the property is settled, um, you have to set up a new owner's corporation uh, because uh, that block of units was generally on um, with the one owner and they didn't have to have a, a active owners corporation but once you've got three or more owners you've got to really set up a, a, an active owners corporation so uh, we can recommend a number of great owners corporations we used to do that in-house we don't do that in-house anymore um, and uh, that's then set up after settlement and at the first owners uh, corporation meeting uh, the Licence agreements are, are provided for those areas um, and those owners then lease those licence agreements uh, for 99 years and, and that transfers with the property sales. So whenever you sell that property, uh, you know, you've got a piece of paper that says that property has that courtyard uh, and it goes for 99 years and you pay a token dollar a year. Um, and, and that's the way to really formalise and make sure that those uh, common areas are licensed and um, you know are exclusive to those um, those owners that have bought those, um, but that needs to happen after settlement. So it's a little bit of juggling, because you can't sort of uh, you know provide those common areas before settlement because they're not the owners yet until until the property settles. Uh, so so it's really important to get a good owners corporation manager that's experienced, uh, and we've got a, a number that we recommend that sort of go through this, uh, you know, strategy with our clients of, you know, okay, we're going to set up an owner's corporation, we're going to then do the private licence areas, we're going to do um, external renovations works, so we've got a, a number of renovation companies that we can recommend that they go in and quote to do rendering, you know, painting, some landscaping, putting in those courtyard fences, you know, paving the driveways and, and making the property more, um, I suppose, more modern, more 21st century than the... Uh, these are generally sort of pretty you know, run-down 1970s blocks um, and, and that's the way we like to buy them because uh, we can hopefully get them at a better price and then we can add the value versus you know someone else having already done the renovations. Now, simple numbers. If I was to put down $450,000 for a two-bedroom 60s villa in a syndicate, how much additional money would I need to put into renovations rider costs? Yeah, um, on general suit... Um, we'd sort of see that the external renovations in a block of units um, are generally going to be sort of five to $10,000 as a ballpark. Uh, that includes some rendering, some painting, some landscaping, depending on obviously the, the fencing that they put in as well. Uh, and then the internal renovation works, most of the renovation companies we use uh, would look to uh, to sort of uh, do a thirty to $40,000 internal renovation if you're wanting to do it at a, at a good level. Um, so often for the internal, external renovations, you know, it can be somewhere between about thirty dollars and $50,000. Uh, but, um, you know, most of our clients come out with a fair bit more equity and um, like the clients in, you know, Tennant Street, Mulvanese, they, they paid $500,000. Uh, we charge a flat fee of twelve and a half thousand for our buyers advocate services plus GST, um, so that's paid, um, and there's no sort of 
extra payment if they make more profit, like the, the Tennyson Street clients, it's a flat rate. Uh, so all up, that Tennyson Street client might have paid about uh, 560 plus stamp duty, uh, paid about, say, 580 and you know, then got uh, a return of um, you know, selling that property for 750 So, so they're getting a good return. Um, they've got to pay capital gains tax, uh, and, and that varies depending on how long they hold the property for, uh, if they're investors. But a lot of uh, uh, we've got some clients of ours that are uh, you know, moving into the properties as first home buyers and then you know, using that as a, as a way, as a stepping stone to buy another property in the future, and they're not paying any capital gains tax so um, one of my clients Josh has bought quite a few in our syndicates and he's literally moved into those properties and because they're his principal place of residence uh, there's no capital gains tax and he just keeps flipping them and and getting more capital uh, because him and his fiance want to buy a house and you know want to live in a certain area um, so that can be a, a, a smart way um, of building a portfolio, just like some developers move into their own properties uh, and live there for 12 months and then you know, they, they avoid paying the capital gains tax on, on those. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's generally a rule of thumb of probably about 50,000 Sioux as a, you know, as, as a sort of ballpark for internal and external renovations in our fee. And then it you know, depends on the... The value of the property, the, you know, the sweet spot with three hundred thousand dollar properties is you're only paying fifteen thousand stamp duty, whereas with you know five hundred thousand you're paying twenty five thousand stamp duty, unless, as I said, you're a first home buyer, then you can get the exemptions as well uh, for th- for that. Well, it all sounds really good. Um, I think you've given us a great overview on the benefits of buying in a property syndicate, Frank. Now, how can our listeners get in touch with you to be part of your next syndicate? Um, so it's very easy. Yeah, they can send us an email or contact our office, and uh, we've got, as I said, a free mailing list that people can go onto. Um, on our website, uh, there's also a, a group block uh, opportunities page, so you can uh, jump on there, advantageproperty.com.au, and you can have a look at that. And that that's got some details there. But then you contact our office to go on a, a, a regular mailing list and then uh, you register your interest and we let you know when you know the properties are being open for inspection, usually on Saturdays when most of our clients are, are more capable of attending. Um, and then you know we have a number of open for inspections and usually then if we gather enough interest, uh, we'll do that ballot process uh, to try and get a syndicate together um, and then we'll, um, you know, we'll try and... I'll try and negotiate with the uh, the agent or the owner, and uh, see if we can get a deal over line. And if we can't, then uh, you know we continue to work on these opportunities uh, and and try and get our clients into them. Um, I think last year we we only bought three or four um, blocks of units, and the reason for that was uh, a lot of them were not that wholesale buying opportunity. So we don't just buy them for the sake of buying them; they have to have that equity like Tennyson Street had in Malvern East. Um, we did one in Reservoir where you know a client uh, bought for four hundred nine thousand, you know, sold for six twenty. Um, so they're the sort of types of uh, you know equity up, uplifts that we like to have. Uh, so yeah, get on our website, contact our office, and uh, we'd love to obviously uh, you know uh, uh, get people involved with our syndicates um, and. 
particularly now, I think uh, the market's sort of changing more to a buyer's market and we'd hope that there'd be more um, opportunities in the next six months uh, to buy at better levels than, you know, what we've seen in the last sort of year or two where, you know, some of the prices have been very strong, even for whole blocks of units. Uh, um, and we try and buy these uh, wherever possible wholesale off-market, whereas... Uh, if they go to auction, uh, we missed out on one recently in Hawthorne that uh, we got offered off market and uh, it ended up selling. They went to market in the end and they ended up selling it for about $250,000 more uh, because there was competition. There was another three or four uh, bidders at the auction. Um, so we would have loved to have got that. Unfortunately, we didn't have enough buyers ready for that syndicate at the time. We've, and and that's, uh, that's the challenge with the strategies um, you know, that we've got to... So you find the right properties at the right prices and then we've got to have the syndicates together and be ready to go at the same time because, uh, you know, you, there's no use having five, syndicate, uh, five in a syndicate ready now and then two ready later because the owner won't sell. He'll want to sell the whole block. Um, most of these blocks have been owned by older owners or investors for a very long period of time, sometimes 20 to 40 years so. And when they come on the market, uh, the owners are quite motivated because they're generally cashing in their super, um, or they're you know the family's cashing in because the you know the family member has passed away. Um, so they are more what I would call distress wholesale sales um, because you know people don't buy a block of units and then generally sell it within one or two years. Uh, they they've held for a very long time, and and that's uh, that's why it's um it, it can be a really good strategy you know focusing again on that buying wholesale uh that you know when they come up uh they are i would call it um you know a distressed um sale they, they're, a, they're a sale that is generally serious um they generally want to sell those apartments in one line at one time versus selling them individually and it taking 12 months or 18 months and they might get a a much better sales outcome doing that but it also takes a lot longer and they're dealing with subject to finance from first home buyers and other investors so um, so that's why you know hopefully if you are buying through a, a syndicate strategy like ours um, you know there can be better opportunities to, to buy better prices as well. That sounds good well thanks again Frank we will also have all your details on our show notes and throughout our social media and it's always great having you on thank, thank you so much. Thanks Sue. Thank you bye. Real Estate Right is brought to you by Real Copyright one of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting services. This podcast is produced and written by me Sue Langada with the help of our social media expert, Jade Bomanis. We would like to thank Podbean for distributing this podcast, Zoom for the recording, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for our introduction. We would love for you to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or on our website, realestateright.com.au. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Right. It's where buyers, sellers, renters and investors get their real estate right.